0: There is a a high work ethic. There's a recognition that consistency, or you know, purposeful, intentional practice, you know, that where you're able to repeat it for sustained periods, is you know, highly beneficial. And I think you know, so if you think that's what the athlete sees or would value, they're going to want to see that in the person who's opposite them. So someone who says, "Oh yeah, yeah, I can come and work with you on this," it's like, well. Do you have that work ethic like I do? do
1: you- and welcome back to the Sporting Gold podcast. And today I'm here with Ryan Gonzalez. And, Ryan, first of all, how are you? How's, how's everything going these days?
0: Absolutely fantastic.
1: <laughs>
0: awesome. <laughs> Things are good.
1: Well, I'm glad to hear that. You know, I know it's yeah. been a little bit up and down with everyone you know, down the crazy pandemic life. So, you know, that it's fantastic and it can be much better than
0: that. No, that's right. I've had a good day today. So I tend to take things one day at a time and today's been a great day. Uh, so I'm, I'm in fine spirits.
1: There you go. I'm, I'm glad to have you part of the podcast it was such a great day. <laughs> Yeah. Glad to be here. Thanks. Yeah. Wow, but cool. It's it's great to have you here. And of course, like it's a pleasure having you here. And we're gonna learn a little bit more about your background, your what you're working on right now. Very cool project as well. Uh, and, and of course a little bit about, you know, some tips, some advice you have along your, your your journey. But when when do you start telling us a little bit about, you know, how your journey in the industry began, like a little bit about how your passion for football came to life.
0: Sure thing, and it's a it's an interesting way to start because for me it really came through playing football. So growing up in in Leeds, for yeah. me football was something that I did, but really because my older brother Marcel he did football, right. and I just had to go follow him. So I yeah. um, where he played, I just went along with him, <laughs> and bit by bit, you know, I, I enjoyed the game. I, I you know I definitely enjoyed it, but I was always playing up against people two, three years older than me. Right. Um, so as as much as I enjoyed playing, I did get bashed around quite a bit as a as a as a young guy. Can imagine. Um, yeah. But look that that certainly put me in good stead and I was lucky enough to to learn a lot from my, my brother and, and, and his friends. And that helped me when I moved to my own age eventually find my way through to professional football. Right. And, you know, enjoying Time in sort of Leeds City Boys, but then signing apprentice and pro at Huddersfield Town, nice. and you know, so that 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 for me was a, a great a great start to sort of adulthood by yeah. you know essentially kicking off by scoring goals to some extent in in some of the dreams that I set for myself. Nice. Um, you know. Yeah, so, so that that was a great, that's a great way for me to, to sort of get into sport. Right. Uh, what, what, yeah, what I would say though is in terms of that flipping from an interest or enjoyment to a career, that the passion probably came a bit later on and mm-hmm. that, you know, where it moved from something I, I enjoyed to something I loved doing right. and I think the passion really came as I matured through the years and I started to see more than just the game but Looking in, looking at fans, looking at the impact that it had on people there was something that I started to be attracted to very early on. Uh, right. of, early on in terms of my adult life, but yeah. sort of, um, you know, it started making me think a bit more than you know. Th- there's more than just a game here. It, it means a lot more to people.
1: Yeah, I mean, like it's it's one of the, I don't know, what we're gonna say unique things about sport <clears throat> and, and sport industry, right? How it connects connects people and, and just you know the emotions that it brings up I always I always tell when people ask me like like why sports you know and I say like you know it's it's one of those industries you know and you, you can't really explain yeah. it but but it has like this just unique ability you know to yeah and uh and yeah it's just 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 has like this this feeling to it but but obviously you know just mm. a little bit from um you know after uh your your professional football career mm. I, you went a little bit into you know Bank investment, and then obviously decided to go yeah. back to the sport industry. Uh, first yeah. of all, talk a little bit about like just, um, those years after after uh, you know your, your your football
0: career, and then leading yeah. your project now with Second Win. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, it it really I I think I was kind of lucky. I was able to move from being a full time footballer, play semi professional football, and be in a position to study and then work. Right. And I found myself working initially at uh, GE, GE Money, GE Capital Bank. It got me really traveling the world. Yeah. And everywhere that I went to work, I joined the local football team, joined right. the local football team. And kind of as we were saying before, that that really brought out that, that one language of sport and athleticism, just pulls everybody together. And so that, yeah. that was great for me. Yeah. But I found myself in banking, worked in consumer banking. Um, you know, like I say, GE managed to move me around the world. or I moved around the world with them, taking every opportunity I could. And I then moved into HSBC out of Hong Kong, got to spend about a decade in Hong Kong working, working for them. And that was a, a wonderful role where I got to, I guess, travel globally as yeah. part of their, their global team. Right. And that really opened up my eyes to banking to consumer insight and behavior mm. and that that's something that really started to to grow on me one of the big projects that we did there was around research and researching the meaning of home and home ownership around the world right and that really sparked this interest for me around you know behavior people you know how they move around what what they do right and you know I, then I'm, I'm i was in uh, hong kong and I was actually at Hong Kong Football Club, I was chatting, I was at some uh, project, um, a tournament called the uh, Hong Kong Sevens or Soccer Sevens. Mm. And I was speaking with the next, you know, there was an England international, he was there playing in the Masters League. Yeah. And I was just standing, chatting to him at the, you know, during the tournament. And I was just like, so, you know, what are you doing? How's it going? Yeah and the response he gave was a negative response it's like you know it's not good it's it's been a challenge you know it, it, it's not that easy to transition right and that got me thinking about my transition my story it got me thinking about where some of my friends that i played with um, those who went on to bigger better things much bigger better things than i did how right. are they dealing with that transition yeah and that began my investigation into the transition story for all athletes, not just footballers, not just professionals, but those who go through Commonwealth Games, Olympic right. programs, yeah, yeah. and start to say, "Well, what what happens to them once we see them on the podium? You know, where, where, where do they go? Right. Uh, how, how do they how do they transition? Yeah. And and what what that created in me then is sort of this passion to." help. Mm -hmm. And it's taken me a while to figure out what's the best way for me to help athletes to in in that transition. Mm -hmm. And that's really where Second Wind came. And Second Wind, therefore Second Wind as a business, Second Wind is there to help uh, sort of former elite athletes to transition into careers beyond sport, Mm -hmm. either at the point of retirement or to to help them form a, a dual career so whilst they may pursue excellence right. in um, amateur or olympic type sports yeah. you know what career can they build on the side of that
1: right i mean like that's it's a really really impor- important uh, important topic too right and and uh, I, I guess as well just kind of moving on from that to like like what were some of the key challenges that you, I guess, discovered here, like in that research phase and obviously, you know, yourself, your friends, but also doing that research for athletes transitioning into another field and businesses after a career, I, I guess, like, as you were saying, it's not just, you know, when they retire, but also during, like, talk a little bit about some of the challenges that you discovered in that, in that research phase.
0: Yeah, and, and look, I, I've got to say the research continues. Um, yeah, I, I, I do. You know, <laughs> as as I've as I found, I do quite like uh, a bit of study as well. Yeah. So, uh, look, for me, I was I was lucky. I could go to university. I had the grades that managed to get me into university. I quite like studying, right. as it as it turns out. I love learning. I love reading, and um, certainly talking and listening to people is is something. It's my best pastimes. Yeah. As as I look at you know, in in general, though how are you know what are some of the challenges three things currently sort of really come to mind one is then an athlete's lack of experience Mm -hmm. so the sheer fact that they they are dedicating or focusing on one particular aspect of of life or performance right means they're very experienced in one area but lack experience in others yeah and so when they are doing that sport as they look for a career to do outside they, they tend to lack experience or you know they may retire at 30 years old they look to get a job and the job says yep yeah, five years experience two years experience of which they think well I can do the role but I don't have technical uh, applicable experience in that particular right. area.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but I guess the second area is um, probably that inability to articulate what they want to do mm-hmm. so because they've you know often or because we, we often focus one hundred percent of our time on on pursuing excellence in in a sport or one field um, we're not able to articulate well what else do you like to do right well, what are the yeah. jobs or domains or yeah. industries would you actually want to move into and that that often proves to be a challenge and look and the third element is um, just unawareness of the strengths that the fact that they have dedicated so much time um often that it's, it's difficult to explain how throwing a javelin, kicking a football, um, you know, swimming, playing netball, it's very challenging to explain, well, what does that mean you're good at? And, yeah. what, you know, and then how do you translate what you are good at into impact for an employer? Right. So those, those are the three sort of things that I see as emerging as the challenges for individuals yeah. in transitioning from playing the game into a career outside of the game
1: yeah and i mean like it, it's i think you know of course they're all you know very very key points and especially the last one right mm-hmm. how do you kind of explain or relate you know <laughs> the years of experience that you have and translate that like into okay well how can you replicate it or utilize it in 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 a different kind of business setting right like you talked about yeah. you know the mindsets right the the, the professionalisms the the, you know just just uh you know leadership skills and there, there's just a lot of factors right that, that that professional athletes have gone through over over the years and then it's just kind of understanding it and, and and i want i'm kind of like curious just talking about like how the okay, case so just look up a case like you know, you're working with an athlete you know that that is just retired like talk about like how that journey goes and, and what are some things that that are being brought up
0: yeah, absolutely, and one of the beautiful things about what I'm creating with Second Wind is indeed the, yeah. um, the the podcast. And with that podcast, I I invite um, current and former athletes to come and share their stories okay. around their transition journey. Um, right. You know, how are they? What steps? What tangible steps are they taking mm. to create their future? Yeah. And this wonderful, wonderfully diverse group of individuals that that I'm speaking with, and what you start to hear from them is that ability to experiment. So, you know, I speak about that lack of experience. So, for yeah. many of them, they experiment. They go and they they take jobs. You know, um, they take roles. They do charity work. They go in and support some of the sponsors that will, you know will advertise around the ground or the you know around the field and and they will engage with them and and just try and understand what a day in the life is like for those individuals the individuals who right. watch the sport more than participate and that's something that has proven really tangible for individuals to um get over the lack of experience uh, right sort of claim yeah. No, and, and uh, yeah another thing for for those who who take the time and one gentleman i spoke to really sort of really spoke about you know put in you know, 10% of your downtime towards your future. Mm. Read a book, maybe do a course, you know, maybe do some, maybe just talk to other people just for that small part of your downtime. And that then enables you, puts you in a position to articulate what you like doing outside of the game. You just you know you're working through these things and and look and i i have to say for many it's also just talking about what they enjoy doing and and that sometimes that just raises up a lot of their strengths and sort of key key competencies
1: yeah and i think like you need that kind of i, I mean like if it's 10 percent or, or whatever right it's just having that opportunity to think about something else than your, yeah. your yeah. career, right? I mean, like, it's yeah. live in that bubble anyways, right? So you kind of, like, have to burst that bubble sometimes and explore what else might, like, you know?
0: Absolutely, yeah, because it's on the other side of the comfort zone that you really start to see greatness happen. Right. And so as athletes, we, we know how to do that, or we learn how to do that in our career, you know, how do you push your body to that next level? Yeah, and it then comes around in terms like you say bursting that bubble of sport and saying well what's on the other side recognizing that you know playing sport at that elite level is is a it's a gift it's an opportunity and it's an opportunity that will that forms part of your life but is not your life right and, you know the ability to recognize that is is so powerful
1: yeah no 100 percent and you know, just, just talking about, I guess, just living with the possibility of a short sports career in, in you know, as an athlete, like, mm. what are some ways that athletes now can start looking for their next step while they're in the game? And I guess like, you touched upon a little bit from the points that you mentioned uh, from your podcast, but, but, but like, what are some other things that they can kind of like just start already now kind of, you know, mm. working a little bit with this in a sense? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I think the the key bit is it's it's never too early and it's never too late, right? Yeah. Um, that you know, both yeah. both can both can come in. There is a there is a path. I, I I actually say the you know one of the one of the emerging themes that comes through is that um, experimentation is right. the you know for many athletes there, there is downtime, and with that downtime, how do they? You know, intentionally use that, you know, purposeful practice Mm. in terms of sporting career, purposeful experimentation in terms of trying to find or seek out things that you enjoy outside of the game. Um, What are the hobbies, um, you know, that, that you can do? Who is it that you can have interesting conversations with or maybe even go do another sport and speak to slightly different people during that downtime? so that you're able to just see oh actually i seem to like taking photographs because i'm on instagram all the time maybe i should go and do a photography course so it's thinking you know at times sort of about adjacent activities that that can come through the little things that that you enjoy Um, so that that's that's definitely one of the bits that i say is is really important i I think another element is on just nurturing relationships Mm -hmm. and it's sort of recognizing, you know, you know, if people are listening to this and thinking, oh, right, well, maybe I should start something. It's being intentional about those relationships that you have with individuals, Right. Um, being genuine, being open and really thinking, okay, um, this is someone who I, I, I enjoy their company. Right. I, I should, I should be polite. I should continue to um, keep in touch with them. You know, they, maybe they come and watch games or watch we perform. That's right. great. You know, and I think nurturing those relationships is important. I know often that's a networking, it's, a, it's not networking. It's just having genuine relationships with individuals. Yeah. And I think if people are able to experiment, able to spend just a small part of their downtime and have and, and really focus on having positive, uh, valuable relationships, meaningful right. relationships, then I think that puts them in a really good position when they approach that retirement phase or they start to think about what's next right and
1: then i think it's uh you know important thing to 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 mention that i guess like you know the people or athletes tend to maybe like miss out when they're in their bubble in terms of like seeing is that mm. they have a lot of great people around them you know like from yes to staff to like you know yeah great great people around them that they're not, you know, utilizing or, or nurturing, as you were saying, like those mm-hmm. relationships and, and that's a very rare, rare thing as well. Like, and I know that kind of like coming from outside into sports, obviously yeah. Yeah, in the sports world, uh, you know, nonetheless, but, but not as a professional athletes. Right. And so mm-hmm. like, while while we in, in a, in a sense has to kind of like, you know, build all of that from scratch, a lot of you have that already yeah. there. Right. So it's like, how do you utilize that as a strength while you're there? because yeah. once yes once also like you're done you kind of like you've just been in that athlete bubble and then you kind of <laughs> like end up in the same spot as we did just 10 15 years later perhaps you know so yeah it's, it's a little bit about that as well I, I think as well in talking about just as you were saying that you know being in that moment right that you are now and and kind of mm-hmm. like it's never never too early
0: and uh, never too mm-hmm. late to start yeah that's right and and it's probably one of the the big things that is often the challenge is there are so many people who want to help athletes when they are in their prime, right? Which often leads to a sense of distrust for many of the athletes. Mm, they yeah. they find themselves, oh, hold on, does everybody here want to help me? Um, surely not everybody. And and that <laughs> distrust is has yeah. often you know proven to be quite quite accurate, right. unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. But to your point. There are many resources. There are more and more well-being officers uh, out there who are looking to take care of athletes, not yeah. just physically uh, and on performance, but also mental or mindf- mindfulness as well. Yeah, they, they have access to resources through associations and clubs who are prepared to support them through the, you know, generally through further education or gaining coaching badges. Right. I think one of the bits that that is Um, that is most challenging and that's one of the things that you know I'm really passionate about is that inspiration piece and it's Mm. inspiring athletes to to consider what they might do next and once once that inspiration and passion once that's been ignited they're then much more able to access the resources the funding the grants because they know what to ask for otherwise it's like yeah here's here's x hundred or thousand dollars to go do a course and it's yeah I don't know what I want to study. I don't know what I want to learn right. more. Uh, leave me alone. Let me focus on the next game. Right. Right. And, <laughs> and, and, and so I'm really, so the, the bit that I see and, you know, trying to pick up on my, my banking experience, uh, you know, I'm bringing that into, yeah. into the, the, the sporting industry is really how to inspire and ignite action. Right.
1: And, and and talk a little bit about like some key lessons like it was perfect segue to like some lessons that i guess you you brought with you but both as you know former professional player but also working with the bank investment into you know mm-hmm. second win. like what are some things that you kind of like learned along the way there that you're like here's here's some key things that i need to uh you know consider or think about you know with with second win.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah so look the- one of the big things for me, you know, I, I guess one of the big strengths that I that I, I bring through a drive and drive focus communication, mm-hmm. um, you know, and those three things, as I look back, I can see were very present in me as a as a as a player, as, as an athlete. Right. And what I see, though, so what I now see is what I bring into Second Wind that I learned from finance is a lot to do. And certainly through the, the fintech and the innovation space yeah. is that focus on the customer and in order to create what is a I guess that the product is looking at well, what is the problem that the customer has and I'm bringing that to looking at athletes and then looking at the ecosystem that supports athletes and surrounds them in helping them with that transition. Now, the slight difference is a lot of the focus and a lot of of the focus isn't necessarily on what's best for the athlete over the long term uh, in terms of their career, often it's what's best for the athlete right now whilst in the club. Mm. And that that duty of care is certainly shifting. And I'm seeing that shift in different markets, in different sports, at different paces. And what I'm really keen to do is try and level the playing field. So, that across the different markets and sports, yeah. um, we're starting to see a much more consistent human or player centered approach in understanding well, how do we best help those individuals to, to transition into that, that career beyond the game once right. once they finish or it needed to support them to continue to play um, or achieve. Amateur or Olympic and Commonwealth game status.
1: Yeah, no, I and mean, I think that's a very interesting point to just talking about the differences in in sports, you know, in different kinds mm. of sports and how how that yeah. plays out too. And and that's a good point, right? In terms of like just how they how they look at these things, like where they're at in terms of professionalism and and how they can like you know think on that that next step and facilitating sure. that. as We're talking about with resources and and so forth for the athletes. It's a good
0: point. Yeah, absolutely yeah absolutely you've got you've got sports like the english premier league where there's a significant amount of money or funding that becomes available uh, you know distributed well yeah. that can support a lot many players i myself have benefited even to this day from the uh, P- the professional footballers association supports me from an ed- or has supported me in the past in terms of continuing my education it's very different for so that that puts me in a really privileged position there are other athletes in sports where they find themselves less funded uh less access to um support for ongoing education and that's something that i think you know can can be made a lot more accessible and it's using the right platform to support them that and that that's something that i really i really am quite interested in and you know being here in sydney means i get to see very, very in close proximity to what happens in Australia. Mm. But then, you know, luckily I've been, I've been able to work in from a banking perspective in many countries and many continents. And yeah. so using the sporting connections that I've got there, I'm starting to, to really see that, um, you know, the, the, the common problem for athletes right. in terms of that transition, right. but then the different means to access them. And, and, and that's something that I'd, I'd love to be able to just, uh, just to work through and, and support a bit more. Because of the yes. associations, do a they do a great job for what they can, and right. I think how I you know how we support them to do more for the ongoing care is is key. Absolutely, and and just to kind of
1: you know wrap up here as well as we're coming up to an end here, uh, you know what what tips do you have you know for for students you know sport professionals that want to work with athletes and perhaps you know helping you know athletes in their transition and, and kind of like working on on that side of the field. What what, what tips would you have for that? <laughs>
0: But I think, um, you know, it's it's an interesting question. And I suppose one where we're asking ourselves, how do people who want to support athletes start supporting athletes and and get into sport in in that particular way? I I think a lot of it comes down to bringing a point of excellence or expertise. Um, When athletes are performing at their best, what they often look for are tweaks and slight improvements to their game or to their overall life. Right. And the ability to um, very quickly get a, across a point of excellence or expertise and how you can help them to, you know, be a better person, which will then help them to be a better athlete, yeah. that really that resonates. And, right. you know, I, I think for someone who's, who's able then to come with that point of difference, you know, the, the, then the doors will be open. Athletes will really start to think, oh, well, this person can help me. They, they, they know what they're talking about. They've demonstrated it. Uh, you know, I'll invite them in, and certainly be interested to to work with them.
1: That makes 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 total sense, and I mean, like it's it's as you were saying, right? It's that uh, part of the the trust, but also you know the expertise, and 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 as well, like uh, you know, without obviously my lack of knowledge there, being a, <laughs> being an athlete, but but as you were saying, like a <laughs> lot of people just you know want to come in there, you know, and and like as you were saying, like who 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 can you kind of you know trust and rely on and and so forth right sure. and it's, it's yeah. even, even harder to kind of like you just really have to prove that value right but but that, that that's what it comes down to at the end of the day like if, for any student out there you know that wants to be in sports it's just you know work hard and, and showcase your value and and talk about how you can provide value and show you're there yeah. for the right reasons you know
0: That's right. Absolutely. And, you know, taking some of the ethics from athletes, often there is a a high work ethic. There's a recognition that consistency or you know, purposeful, intentional practice, you know, that where you're able to repeat it for sustained periods is, you know, highly beneficial. And I think, you know, so if you think that's what the athlete sees or would value, they're going to want to see that in the person who's opposite them. So someone who says, "Oh yeah, yeah, I can come and work with you on this," it's like, "Well, do you have that work ethic like I do? Do you, yeah, you know, yeah. are you prepared to to try and be the best at this? Right. Um, because with without that belief or without that intention, it, I think it's quite hard." Absolutely.
1: Well, with that, Ryan, I would like to thank you, you know, so much for for taking the time, you know, for for being here with us, for sharing your your story and your tips in your inside and your insight and the project second wind uh, very exciting too and uh, you know it's going to be cool follow this along the way and uh, to kind of like wrap things up obviously you know for those of you that have been it all the way at the end you know make sure to like the video subscribe as well if you haven't so you get Weekly tips, you know, from from people like Ryan, you know, and, and industry leaders uh, like themselves, you know, coming in, sharing their their journey and their tips along the way. So make sure to do that. And uh, Ryan, before we wrap up here, I, I have a little bit of a challenge for you that we do on our podcast. So yeah. everyone has to do it. Yeah, <laughs> part of our part of My our tradition. And so I have to I have to teach you a little bit of Norwegian before we end. So that's. Yeah, idea. go for it. Cool. Oh, so, with every video we do, we always finish with V this which means see a letter in Norwegian. So, that's what you have to say.
0: Okay, easy. V Snokjes.
1: Perfect. Great job, right? <laughs> Thank you so much and have a good one, all right? Cheers.
0: Cheers. thanks a lot, mate.